0: I'm Leslie Marshall, and we welcome back the international president of the United Steelworkers Union, the USW, Mr. Leo Girard, is in the house today. President Girard, thank you for being with us. Good to have you back on. You know you're my favorite. Uh, Thank you for being with us. I know you're very busy, especially in this election year. Uh, Good to have you with us, sir. Good to be on with you. Uh, Leo, in the last debate, I was glad when Secretary Clinton mentioned Donald Trump and China and steel in the same sentence. And I say that because I thought she missed the opportunity in the first debate to point out to those people who are not yet decided or who might still be, uh, wrongfully, I feel, casting their vote for Donald Trump on November 8th when this is a guy that even says one of the biggest problems with the economy is shipping jobs overseas. But people fail to realize, and I want Secretary Clinton to keep pointing out, that Donald Trump is a part of that problem especially in this prime example where he demonizes China but benefits from China and has screwed the American workers by profiting for himself, building things with steel that's from China and building things overseas rather than bringing jobs home here. As a businessman, he has not done anything he is claiming to say he's going to do as president in the future, correct?
1: That's absolutely right. Let me... uh... You know, we, we we put this in, uh, in a perspective. Uh, we spent some time uh, making sure that the Newsweek story was accurate. And when I say we put it in perspective, we just sort of look at it in, his, in what I would call the long haul. And uh, in the long haul, Donald Trump has never done anything for anybody but himself and his family, period, end of that story. Then you go look at what he's done with his so-called clothing line. All of his clothing line, as David Letterman proved, uh, was made in China or Bangladesh or some other low wage country with no effort whatsoever for him to try to improve the lot of those workers. Uh, then you look at his high end hotel where we rented a room to just to go in and check uh, in his suites, and literally everything in the suite the dressers, the nightstands, the sound bar, the radio, the The lamps, the bedspread, the bathrobes, the slippers. I mean, you put everything that was in that suite, and literally everything was made in China, India. There was one piece made in, in Poland, if my memory's right. And then you go look at what he did with steel and aluminum. He actually brought that through a country in the British and actually disguised the documents so that it would appear that the steel did not come from China. And so while this guy, dishonest and uh, manipulative and hypocritical, is in Pennsylvania and Ohio talking about rebuilding manufacturing, specifically talking about rebuilding the steel industry, he's literally going around and buying his stuff from China. As he vilifies China, he's continuing to buy his materials from China. So it pleases that he's nothing more than a hypocrite and someone that we should not... uh, trust whatsoever.
0: One of the things that you have done at the United Steelworkers, the USW Union, you have launched an awareness and education campaign talking about that betrayal, talking about a specific betrayal of of people that you care dearly about and have devoted your life to helping not just the American workers, but especially the United Steelworkers. Um, Talk to us more about uh, that betrayal, because the betrayal extends beyond the USW. It extends to their families. It extends into our communities. They were sold out. For cheap Chinese steel and aluminum, right?
1: Yeah, and, and uh, look at what it, what, you, what uh, the public may not realize. For every steel job, making steel and uh, the supply chain before you make the supply the, the steel and the supply chain after, uh, you end up uh, having six and seven and eight jobs per steel job, and and so uh, he's consistently bought his stuff offshore. He's consistently ignored steel workers. And, and you know, they, they tried to hide behind Leslie. They tried to hide behind, well, this is what they call the GC, the general contractor that did that. And my answer is baloney, or as Joe Biden would say, malarkey. The fact of the matter is that as the developer, Trump could easily say, I'm going to build my building and I'm going to show that I'm an economic patriot. I'm going to have them build with domestically made material. I'm going to furnish it with domestically made products, uh, and, and I'm going to start getting my clothing line made in America. He hasn't flinched an inch. He's been running around the country saying this, while at the same time he's violating those those commitments that uh, we need to be made to make America great again. He doesn't give a damn about making America great again. He wants to be, make Donald Trump great. That's all he cares about.
0: And, and you know, Leo... Think about this. If look, if I were the uh, blankety blank, we can't say on radio that Donald Trump were at least when you're running, make sure your ties, your make America great again, the suits you're wearing, you put a new hotel, you you know put a new hotel and build a new hotel in Washington D.C. and elsewhere. You at least make sure during the election the products are made in the United States. He doesn't even do that which to me is like a further middle finger, if you will, to not just American steel workers, not just union workers, but American workers, yet some of those American workers still go, yay, Trump, and are going to vote for this guy on November 8th. Leo, is it? do they not understand how much he is hurting the American worker, the working class, the middle class, and the American economy by doing this?
1: Look, let me tell you that a lot of it is uh, deliberate misinformation, misinformation. Uh, and look at then and some some of these these members that we have are some of the working class folks i don't necessarily blame them they they're angry the the system has let them down that that we can agree on but hillary is wanting to fix the system she she spent her whole life we you know i will back up a bit there's a famous author that i enjoyed reading about maya angelou i don't know if you heard of her of course and maya says when someone shows you who they are, accept it. So let's let's look at that. Let's see who Donald Trump is. What has Donald Trump ever done for working people? What has Donald Trump ever done for anybody? He he's bankrupted his companies. He stiffed the little contractors who in a, when and who down the stream couldn't pay their workers. He stiffed workers in bankruptcy. He used bankruptcy as a business model. Let's look at what he's done. in for for has he ever stood up in his last thirty years to say, look at. The steel industry is getting killed. I'm going to help the union fight to save those jobs. He was nowhere to be found. And so you, you look at all of his life. I mean, he's got a foundation. He's running his mouth about the Clinton Foundation. He's got, a, he's got a foundation. And what did he do first? He spent $20,000 out of the foundation to buy himself a six-foot picture of himself, six-foot painting of himself. Then he used 280000 of it to pay off some legal bills. Then he gave $25,000 from that foundation. In violation, and to support a candidate in Florida. Uh, then look, let's look at Hillary. Hillary came out of law school. She could have went to any major uh, law firm and made, you know, buckets of money. What did she do? She went to work for the Children's Defense Fund, trying to fight for kids, trying to make sure that kids with disabilities got good education. And her whole life she's been fighting for families, standing up for workers. She stood up for us to get the Employee-Free Choice Act. She came and testified on our behalf. I didn't see Donald Trump at the... International Trade Commission. Hillary came to the International Trade Commission and testified on our behalf to stop Chinese steel from coming in. So if you accept Maya Angelou, and just look at, when Donald Trump shows you who he is, accept it. When Hillary Clinton shows you who she is, accept it. There's two different people with two different lifetime agendas. And when I hear Trump saying that she's never accomplished nothing, that's SOB has never done a thing for working people in his damn life. He's stiffed us every chance he had.
0: Leo. When you first yeah. heard this revelation, if I didn't you will, believe it, uh, uh, when you first heard, you, you didn't believe Donald Trump was buying a steel from China. You thought you you didn't believe it, or did you I, think a, a typical and you expected as much?
1: No, what 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 I couldn't believe is that he'd be that dishonest and that arrogant while he was running for president. Exactly what you said. If he did this 10 years ago, he could have said, look, I made a mistake then, and I've I've instructed my general contractors, anything we build is going to be built with American steel, American glass, American cement, American aluminum, and we're going to furnish it with American-made products. He didn't do that. He tried to sneak around and hide. He brought the steel in from the British Virgin Islands with papers that looked like they didn't come from China. Until you look at the guy from the British Virgin Islands who was doing it from son. He's 79% owner of that. He's part of the elite of the Chinese Communist Party. And then uh, he owns the company that fabricated the steel. He owns 100% of that. So it's a Chinese company to a Chinese company through the British Virgin House to Donald Trump's building at our expense.
0: Are you surprised in light of this and so many other things that come out? I I mean, to me, you know, he talks about Hillary and Bill and Hillary and their wealth. But this guy has wealth doesn't show his tax returns you don 't know how much is you know uh, you know a wealth he has he you know but he, he has enough when you look at the pictures of the gold uh, nursery that he had for his son and, and the list goes on are you surprised even though people are angry with Washington a couple of things one that they're supporting a guy who is technically running with a red coat of a Republican and it's the Republicans who have stopped the Democrats from trying to bring jobs back ch- trying to change the corporate corporate loopholes for tax loopholes for corporations that benefit from sending jobs overseas wanting to penalize them republicans don't want to go along with that and we've we have a republican majority in both the house and the senate yet they're like hey throw the bums out let's vote a guy on the republican ticket in that makes no sense to me yeah. look
1: at i think it's irrational and what it is is it's uh, it's rampant anger at the system that the system is uh not working and It's Democrats that have tried to fix the system. It's Democrats that tried to take the money out of politics. It's Democrats that tried to do an infrastructure job. I mean, let's not forget that the night that President Obama on his first term was getting installed as the president at the inauguration, leading Republicans were meeting down the street at a restaurant trying to make sure this was going to be his one and only term. And uh, they tried to stop him from doing anything that would help the middle class. So I'm hoping, I can't be everywhere, and, and we've got our members active as much as we can, and I'm hoping that our members in the battleground states with senators and congressmen are holding those Republicans accountable. This is their Frankenstein. They made this guy. The the, the Tea Party Republicans that blasted everything, that that, that stopped anything from getting done, he's, he's their creation. He's their Frankenstein. And uh, we've got to wrap that around their neck. The reason the system is broken is that the Republicans broke it with their Tea Party buddies that they were falling in love with not that long ago. And now, now they're free. Holy hell, what do we do now? You know, they, they created this guy and they've got to pay for it.
0: We're going to take a break. We'll be back with the international president, the president of uh, the United Steelworkers, the USW, President Leo Girard. Pick up the phone and join us. We have some calls we're going to come to right after this. You're holding, hang on, be patient, quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking with you at 888-6 Leslie, 888-653-7543. Taking your calls with President Girard right after this. Don't go away. International President of the United Steelworkers, the USW, Mr. Leo Gerard, is in the house. We're going to be taking your calls. Follow him on Twitter at USW Blogger. The website is USW.org. Leo, you ready for some calls? I'm ready. Okay, sounds good. Uh, let's see. We started out with Ron in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Line 3, listening on KABQ Radio. Ron, good afternoon. Question or comment for President Gerard?
2: Mr. Gerard and uh, Ms. Marshall, uh, pleasant afternoon to you. I want you to know I'm on your side, so don't come after me too hard. I'm used <laughs> to, I used to be in the criminal defense business. I can come back, but that's not the idea. Uh, I think we've seen this train wreck before. The Republicans did a good job of trying to barbecue Bill Clinton and also Obama, and now they're trying the same thing. It, it's the same play, and they have got no play. And, and it, it bothers me that nobody wants to bring that out. I haven't seen anything about that. And one other thing, Mr. Girard, uh, I know for a fact, because I did criminal defense cases, not in New York, but in the Midwest, and I knew people in the, in New York that did. First five buildings that Mr. Trump built were built by the Carlo Gambino crime syndicate family with immigrant labor. And I'm going to tell you one thing. He paid them or he'd have been a dead man. He paid them uh, And he did say...
0: Uh, go Sorry, ahead, go ahead, President Gerard, go ahead. Ron. Ron Litter, I, I was going to
1: say I, uh, I, I respect what he's saying. In fact, there's a book uh, called The Making of Donald Trump by an author called David K. Johnson. It's a terrific book. Everyone that uh, gets a chance should get a copy and read it. I read it, and it talks about the early days of Trump and his uh, business dealings in New York. And he uh, names the crime family, and he names what they were doing. And it was with cement. And, uh, David K. Johnson has, uh, challenged Donald Trump to assume about it if he does, if it's not true. And so, uh, there is all that record. And, you know, in, in fairness, I guess the, uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign really wanted to have a debate about issues. And even if you debate the issues, Donald Trump loses. I mean, his tax plan is going to double the deficit. It's going to cost three and a half million jobs. Uh, it's going to take more trickle-down from the top to the bottom. It's going to dismantle all of the climate, climate change work we've done. I mean, and compare that, as I said earlier, to Hillary's campaign. Hillary wanted to run a, a issues campaign and uh, is continuing to try her best to do that, while Trump is in the gutter uh, and uh, refusing to talk about issues because he has to defend himself on his obscene remarks about women, about his fundamental dishonesty about rebuilding manufacturing, uh, not releasing his taxes. And as David K. Johnson said in, in the book, it's it's not just about whether or not he paid taxes. Who are, who, who are his business relationships with? We saw where one of his early campaign managers had business relationships with Russia and uh, he had to step down because they didn't want that to become part of the issue. But Donald Trump's taxes aren't just that he didn't pay. It's who who are his business relationships with? And so, I think it's uh, it's amazing that he hasn't been indicted so far for the days back in uh, in his early days. I agree with you,
0: uh, Ron. Anything else? Because we're heading. Yeah, into great I was going to say one of the reasons I
2: wanted to talk to Mr. Gerard is I have a brother that was a union worker for 25 years in the mines and 10 years in in the railroad industry, and they made a trip. These union people did back to Washington recently. I think it was about 50,000 of them. Mitch McConnell won't let them have a vote. Some of these folks are going to lose their pensions. I don't see much fodder about that. I'm frustrated with that because, you know, I'm, a, I'm one of these people who believes in fairness, and I believe it's completely unfair, and I don't understand why in the world there's not more press and more full-court press on these people. I, I blame sometimes the media because they don't seem to want to do nothing about them.
1: Well, look, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't tend to be a media basher, uh, but... Uh... Certainly in the early part of this campaign, Donald Trump got literally a billion-plus dollars of free media by creating um, an incident today. Uh, With regards to the pensions, you're you're hitting on a very, very positive and sensitive point. The the coal miners uh, were promised. Because Leo, hold
0: that thought. Hold that thought. We get to take a break. I want to hear what the coal miners are promised. We'll be back, Ron. If you have more uh, to say, or you just want to hang on to listen to President Gerard's response, hang on. And I know there are more callers. Don't go away. Coming right back to you with President Leo Gerard, International President of the United Steelworkers. More with him and you after this. Don't go away. And we're back. Geico has been saving people money for over 75 years. I'm Leslie Marshall, back with our guest, President Leo Girard, International President of the United Steelworkers Union. Follow him on Twitter, at usw blogger. Check out the website, USW.org. And we're talking about many things, but Trump and Chinese steel are definitely the highlight of our conversation. Uh, President Girard, you started to talk about the the coal industry and the coal workers. Uh, Please continue. Sorry for the interruption.
1: Well the uh the coal miners, rightfully so, were promised pensions because of the hazards to their health with uh, black lung and uh and the the rash of industrial diseases from mining coal. And uh because the coal industry has been shutting down and shrinking, uh coal miners' pensions are now being brought into bankruptcy courts and companies are trying to break their promise and uh they was a black lung fund at the federal government uh, that Senator Byrd and Senator Rockefeller got established a long time ago. The Republicans are wanting to let that die. Uh, and, and as the uh, questioner said, there was close to 50,000 people demonstrated in Washington for those pensions. And and then uh, you have the same thing happening with what we call defined benefit pensions that are in uh Economic difficulty because they've never they've never recovered from the economic collapse of 2008, 2009, 2010, and and the bankers who did, who literally declared bankruptcy got paid a hundred cents on the dollar, but workers who had their pension plans destroyed got left holding the bag. So the questioner is right, and to be again fair to Hillary, she's raised that issue about uh, not wanting the coal miners left behind. And, and, again, they took comments out of context where Hillary said with climate change, with the price of gas, a lot of coal mines are going to close, and the Republicans jumped on and saying Hillary Clinton wants to clog, close, close, mine, or close coal mines. Uh, coal mines were in competition with natural gas, and they were having to meet a higher environmental standard, and uh, they jumped on Hillary for that, which was, not again, not, not accurate.
0: Okay, thank you. And uh, do we uh, have anything else from Ron? Okay, uh, Ron, yeah, go ahead. The backdrop to
2: what he was just about. My brother tells me that a lot of his minor friends, because he's retired now, are talking about voting for Trump. And I know for a fact, 12 weeks ago, there was a court case. It was it was decided in the Supreme Court in New Jersey where the Taj Mahal got, got rid of all their money they owed all their union workers on their pensions. And I'm going to tell you. It was appealed to the Supreme Court of the U.S. They couldn't get four justices, and it, it stands. And I'm just telling my—I tell my brother, are these guys walking in quicksand? Don't they realize he's done this before? He'll do it again. He is a walking, talking Ponzi scheme. Cares about himself only, and that right there is evidence. I mean, just recent evidence where he walked all over these people at, at the Taj Hall, the union workers, and that destroyed. You know, just he's his credibility is destroyed. Mine.
1: He, 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 look at he's used bankruptcy as a business model, and uh, he he stiffed he stiffed the workers. And what happens when you're in the, the bankruptcy court provisions in America are fundamentally pro business, anti worker The banks get their money first. The, the secured creditors get their money first. Then you go to the list of unsecured, and generally workers' pensions, lost wages, vacation pay, uh, are on the unsecured bottom of the list. So Trump has used that uh, god awful bankruptcy system a number of times to stiff the workers, stiff the small contractors who, by the way, had workers that they couldn't generate funds to pay their pensions to. And so uh, you know, I I said to someone, how do you bankrupt the casino when the casino's supposed to win? You do it by looking at the way he tried to run that place, didn't know what the hell he was doing. Six hundred thousand dollar chandelier, give me a break. You know, give me a break. And didn't give a damn about the workers and uh And I think your comment of workers walking in quicksand, our job and my job is from now until the election night polls close, is to educate workers that Trump isn't going to do a damn thing for you.
0: I agree. Let's take some more calls. Thank you for that, Ron. Let's go to uh, Daily Dave, line two in Buffalo, New York. Daily, good afternoon. Question or comment for President Gerard.
3: Hi, Leslie. Thank you very much. Mr. Gerard, nice to talk to you. Uh, Former union painter with uh, DC number four up here. Um, generally speaking, Leslie knows me for a long time and we've spoken before. I'm an uber liberal. I am so far left wing that I, my, my mom doesn't even talk to me, <laughs> but my, that's not true. I love you, mom. So anyway, moder- from a moderate viewpoint, what we need to do right now, since, since, uh, whatever that jackass is running for president for the Republicans, I don't even remember his name. Since he's going to lose Congress right now, what we need to do is get the highway bill pushed through the new Congress, put a two cent, two and a half cent tax on gasoline, and use that money to subsidize the infrastructure. Because failing bridges, failing water systems, failing schools all require American-made steel. And just as the uh, the states down in the south, you know, decimated uh, the the mills here in uh, the Northeast, because they offered manufacturers subsidies. We can take that money and give it to a shop that's friendly to union workers. Doesn't have to be unionized, but but give workers the opportunity to make that decision for themselves because it's guaranteed in the First Amendment. And begin to rebuild America. And for for eight years, they've they've they've. Uh, Confronted Obama with about infrastructure spending when they when they turned down his jobs bill, and for eight years when George Bush Jr. was in uh, was in the White House, uh, spending all that money on war supplies, our our infrastructure is at a D minus. That by professional by professional engineers, our infrastructure is at a D minus right now, and that means that people are dying. Every day, because of our failing country, and and as far as I'm concerned, the the GOP is dead, and they killed it themselves. It's not Hillary. It's not Bill Clinton. It was not Barack Obama. It was the GOP. Did this to themselves through their deceit and through their uh,
1: their racism. Well, look, I couldn't agree with you more that I said on just a few minutes ago that this is the Republicans' Frankenstein. They created this guy and they created this mess. They uh, they prevented every infrastructure bill that President Obama brought forward. They stalled the highway bill. They um, sabotaged his jobs bill. They uh, have tried to chisel and cheat workers every chance they get. And so they've created this what you call enemic enamic growth. But let's remember when President Obama came to office, we were losing 700,000 jobs a month. And uh, as he says so eloquently, as we pulled the car that they drove into the ditch, as we've pulled it out of the ditch and we got it running again, we better not give them the keys again. And then I think that that's a very eloquent and uh, visual way to say about what they're doing. And let me say something about infrastructure. And the highway bill is important, but infrastructure has to be more than, than highways and airports. you got to look at refurbishing schools. More than 60 percent of the schools in America are older than 50 years old. That means their heating and cooling systems are inefficient. That means their windows are inefficient. That probably means their insulation is inefficient. Uh, public buildings, the same way. Uh, the water infrastructure and pipeline infrastructure, we've got pipelines. And I live in Pittsburgh. We've got pipelines in the inner city of Pittsburgh that are 100 years old. And every winter, one of them breaks and floods of the downtown area, you know, five, six inches of water. Then uh, we've got to generate the money to rebuild the pipeline infrastructure. And if you did all of those things, you would not only create good jobs, but you'd be taking carbon out of the atmosphere You'd be making huge steps towards uh, climate change, uh, and and you'd be taking on the right issues. Which parent doesn't want the kid's school to have the best air handling equipment and the most comfortable? Why don't we put broadband? America's got, as a country, has got the most people without broadband of any major developed country so that our kids can go to school and learn how to use the computers and, and the data system as efficiently as they can. Not every kid has a laptop or, or an iPad yet.
0: Excellent point. Ec- excellent point. It's, we're supposed to be leader of the free world. We just finished with uh, Daily Dave and Ron. That leaves a line or two available for you. 8886-LESLIE-888-653-7543. We are back on Leslie Marshall, and he's back with us today. He is international president of the United Steelworkers Union, President Leo Gerard. Follow him on Twitter at USW Blogger. Check out their website USW.org. Leo Ishmael is back. Let's take some more calls and uh, some other things I want to talk about with regard to Donald Trump, steel, China, and what the USW is calling for. Uh, Ishmael is online too, uh, back with us. Ishmael, question or comment for President Gerard?
3: Thank you so. Thank you so much, and no, I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to say, Mr. Gerard is one of my favorite guests that you bring on, and you should bring him at once a week.
0: <laughs> He's too busy, I think, but we, <laughs> we'd lo- I'd have him every day if I could.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, well, I just wanted to know, um, what is the United States worker doing to counter uh, Citizen United? And the and, uh, second question that I have is, what does Helen need to do in this last debate to reach out to the coal miners in West Virginia? Any specific thing you That she should do, is it too late, or can she still win their um, vote?
1: Uh, Those are good questions. Um, The thing we're working the hardest at now to uh, rescind Workers Uniting is to elect a president that wants to rescind Workers Uniting, and that's Hillary Clinton, and then to uh, hopefully elect a majority of Democrats in both the House and Senate and hope that a tidal wave hits the Republican Party because of the Frankenstein they created that is really embarrassing American democracy around the world, Uh, with regards to uh, what uh, Secretary Clinton can do, is I think that she's got to uh, continue to stay calm. I'm sure that uh, Trump is going to come with more insults and and baseless accusations, and I think she needs to show what she's been showing. Stay calm. Don't get down in the gutter with him. Uh, Stay strong. And stand up for the things that you're—that's in her platform. Uh, you know, let's let's look at some of them. Her and Bernie Sanders got together and de- did a program where they both agreed to minimize and eliminate college debt for kids that want to go to university. I mean, what the hell? Where's Bush's position on that? That uh, she's talking about expanding and uh, taxing the rich so that we can expand Social Security for people that need it the most. She's talking about a jobs bill, the largest jobs infrastructure bill in the last 25 years. That uh, So we're going to need a Democratic majority, in that, certainly in the House and Senate, to get that done. But we know what her program is. I think that she's got a program for what we would call just transition. If uh, coal mines are being shrunk as a result of natural gas or other reasons, then those coal miners deserve to have their pensions protected, deserve to have training for new jobs, And then we have to come to grips with the fact that in some of those places there's coal mines and that's all that's there. So we've got to work to make sure we get clean coal and and try to take care of those workers. So Secretary Clinton's got a full agenda of things that help families, help workers. She's for the Employee-Free Choices Act. She's testified on our behalf in front of the International Trade Commission. She's done everything that she can when she was Secretary of State, when she was a senator, when she was the First Lady. She did everything that she could do to try and improve things for working people and for families, and in particular for kids. And, uh, you know, you asked yourself, what did Donald Trump do in the last 35 or 40 years? What has Donald Trump ever done to help a working family? I think it's
0: a fair question. Ishmael, two very good questions. always look forward to you calling the program, and thank you for that. Uh, let's take another, and I think we're going back to Albuquerque with this one, to Mark. Mark is on Line 5, listening also on KABQ Radio out of Albuquerque. Mark, good afternoon. Question or comment for President Gerard?
2: Thank you, Leslie. Um, Mr. Gerard, I enjoy uh, hearing the radio program frequently. We don't have any uh, disagreements on Trump or Republican economics policies for infrastructure, but I'm trying to learn how to understand these trade agreements, uh, multinational, and I think that I'm under the impression, correct me if I'm wrong, that perhaps because of lower labor rates overseas, besides increased corporate profits, there are reduced costs to consumers. Is there a way to bring manufacturing back on shore, for example, steel, as you've talked about, and not raise the cost significantly? Maybe that's impossible and also still allow us to do business overseas as well.
1: Well, let, let me just say that uh, we have a, a, a trade deficit, and part of the reason we have a trade deficit is that the Donald Trumps of the world, rather than pay workers a decent wage, uh, rather than have workers with uh, the possibility of decent retirement and health care, they would rather move to Mexico or China or Bangladesh, and I have nothing against the workers there. Those workers are trying to make a living just like we are and, and to get to the lowest cost. These aren't, these aren't trade deals about tariffs. These are investment deals. And, and we get caught using the wrong language, and the Republicans are good at changing the language so that you think there is no such thing as free trade. All trade is regulated question is, on whose behalf will trade be regulated? So these so-called trade deals that they negotiate are, in fact, investment deals so that multinational companies can go invest in a foreign country that has a deal with America and don't have to pay taxes, don't have to pay tariffs, but can get to pay the lowest wages they can get to pay. Uh, And and if you look at the Trans-Pacific Partnership, uh, China is now getting to be, for many global companies, too expensive. Chinese rates are getting up to $3.350 and an hour, so they're moving to Vietnam where the average uh, of uh, what we would consider a minimum wage is 56 cents an hour. Uh, we see what's happening now with the auto industry basically moving slowly but surely to Mexico. The Trans-Pacific Partnership, as long as your auto part is made in any one of the 12 Trans-Pacific Partnership countries, you can enter your auto parts into another Trans-Pacific company or country duty-free. So here you're going to have Vietnam, Malaysia, Brunei, become auto parts manufacturers. They'll ship those auto parts to Mexico where they'll build Mexican assembly plants. They'll assemble automobiles in Mexico and then ship them across the border to the uh, United States and Canada for purchasing by people Uh you know, the, the, these aren't about trade. These are about investments and the lowest-cost producer that they can find. They're not about workers' profits. Uh, you know, if I if I take it to jump from that to saying a, a living wage of 15 cents, I mean $15 an hour, would raise the price of a hamburger at McDonald's by 10 cents. Would I be ready to pay 10 cents so people could have a living wage? First of all, I don't eat McDonald's. I'm fat enough as it is. But Secondly, yeah, I, I would pay the 15 cents. same thing with steel. By the way, we make steel in in the United States at the lowest cost man-hours per ton. We can make a ton of steel at roughly a little over one man-hour per ton. In China, some of these mills are 20 man-hours per ton, but they're not being made for price protection. They're being made for job protection.
0: Very, very good answers. Um, I wanted you to talk about... um what you guys have called for, which is an investigation of the actual steel used for Donald Trump's project, specifically a project that he used that steel for in Vegas. Could you tell us about that?
1: Sure. Uh, The company that was used as the front to bring uh, the steel into Donald Trump's hotels uh, was found guilty of forging what's called quality documents, was found guilty of forging quality documents in bringing steel into New Zealand. Uh, that has become public just recently. And our position is if Hassan would attempt to bring in steel into New Zealand with fraudulent quality documents, then what prevents them from trying to have done that with American steel? Uh, based on what we've experienced at the uh, Bay Bridge from LA to, uh, or from San Francisco, I mean, to Oakland, then Chinese steel, and they had to send it back because it wouldn't hold the weld. It was quality deficient. We need to make absolutely sure that the steel that was brought in by Assan, the same company that brought in the steel to New Zealand that was quality deficient, that that steel be investigated to make sure it meets the quality standards. Uh, and that has never been done because of the uh, it was brought in under literally fraudulent, uh, in our view,
0: well, I Good certainly point. hope I hope they have that investigation. President Gerard, always a pleasure. The hour just flew by. So glad you were able to cover so much information and also take so many calls. We'll be talking to you again, sir. Thank you. President Leo Gerard, international president of the United Steelworkers Union, the USW. Follow him on Twitter, at blogger. Check out every Monday his great front page piece for the Huffington Post, his great blog uh, online, and the website for USW Speaking of Online is USW.org.